What about now? Me? Now? You sound listen, better to listen me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Okay. <laughs> Pay attention to me. I'm an, I'm an only child. <laughs> yeah. How's everybody feeling today? Great. How about you? Really good. It's gorgeous it's, out. It was, it was Iron it, Weeds. Yeah. Iron Weeds, everybody. Wee woo, wee woo. Yeah. That, 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 <laughs> could, real, that could be a sound effect. It is a really beautiful day. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is nice after so much heat. So much fucking heat. Yeah, so I have so this shrimp hot. tank. And all my shrimp have been dying. I don't know why. It's making me real sad. Um, but I can't keep it cool enough. The last couple of days have been really hot and the temperature's getting too high. So I've been just like changing out ice packs every hour. Um, but now today that I'm away from my shrimps, I'm really, it better not get hot. Yeah. That... I can't afford to lose any more shrimps. So you have a shrimp tank? Yeah. Please elaborate. Uh, yeah. So I have these, they're, they're red cherry shrimp. And they're very tiny. They're like the size of your pinky nail. Um, so these are like a step up from sea monkeys. Yeah. But a step down from like, like regular. Lobsters. Like, or a like lobster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is this a type of shrimp that you'd have like a shrimp scampi with? No, or no, no, no. They're far too tiny. Okay. They're just, they're pets. You know, they're cute. They're really cool. cute. H- how many? Uh, well, I started with like 35 and I've lost probably 15. One of them is what's called buried. She's got uh, little eggs attached to her carapace. So yeah. she's buried under her own eggs. No, no, it just—it's like a berry, like a strawberry. Oh, she's buried. got it, yeah. got it. So, so she's she's burying the fruit of of her little shrimp. Her shrimp loins. lover, yeah. Nice. Yeah. What a so trip! I hope they're not all dead by the end of the week. Wish me luck. Yeah, b- best of luck. And so this is just for entertainment slash companionship, like t- mm-hmm. type of thing, curiosity. Yeah, they're my friends. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, they're, they're really fun to watch. Nice. Yeah, they are, especially when they like jump off of a like a uh, something and they're like swimming and they like, just every every leg is going and they're they're, they're really zooming cute. around. If you've never really cool. see a, seen a teeny tiny uh, shrimp swimming around in an aquarium go on youtube and look one up because they are just so cute i love them nice but yeah I, I i can i can visualize it sort of like a uh like a little seahorse right uh kind of yeah huh i'll have to check that out mm-hmm. so have you done any aquaculture no not re- well you know when i was younger i i had frogs oh, that's and cool. i had a bunch of frogs and uh i had an aquarium for a while like a pretty big aquarium uh not not lately though no but uh, I I had this. It's called a white's tree frog. It's indigenous to Australia, and they're kind of, they're also Isn't sometimes it also called, called like a dumpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White's dumpy, dumpy tree yeah. frog or something. And dumpy really captures its aesthetic. <laughs> Is it's just like sort of goofy and and like uh, uh, pudgy, and sometimes they come in these like really beautiful like aqua colors. They're really beautiful, mm. and um, uh, and I named it Bud because <laughs> the Budweiser. Uh, oh, the frogs! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Budweiser commercials were—I remember those, those. Were big at the time. Me and my mom used to do that commercial to yeah, each other yeah, back and forth. Bud, yeah. why? Yeah. Zer. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. Was the what? What's <laughs> up? Was that also oh, Budweiser? Oh God! I had a that T-shirt was, that said on the front it said "Make Seven, and then on the back it said "Up Yours." I remember that one too. Yeah, and then I also had a "Was Up" T-shirt. What was "Was Up"? Was that supposed to be? Was that a beer? That yeah, was yeah, a that beer. was. Yeah. And now they do uh, dilly dilly. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it at all. Dilly but that, but that's probably just because we've ate. <laughs> we're we're of dr- normal drinking age, so it's not fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas all these other things were funny, but when because we weren't yeah. of drinking age. Um. So do you want to? What What should we start with, David? Do you want to talk about your essay a little bit? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So um, uh, I have a column at a uh, a small magazine called Real Life, and. 
we uh and, and about every month uh, if i can hit it i i can um I, I i write something about the internet and cities and living with both and this past month i i i published something that was about whether or not uh youtube algorithms and the suburbs are sort of helping each other create these really reactionary communities what's the title of it again uh it, it's called outer limits outer limits yeah yeah and uh the the premise is you know like uh, uh, what was it um Nathan J Robinson of Current Affairs was interviewing uh, Contrapoint's Natalie Wynn, uh, and they were trying to figure out why YouTube has so many right wing extremists in it. Like what about YouTube? Uh, either what about YouTube lends itself to it, and also like what are they doing? What are the what's the right doing that that makes them so compelling on the platform? And so. I was trying to figure out either is it the um, is is are, are right wingers better at producing content for YouTube or is YouTube just like really good at um, supporting whatever the right wing is saying and maybe not the left wing and uh, what I, I it, what's usually left out of those sorts of things those sorts of investigations is like where are the physical people like living and what sort of built environment do they live in? And I really do think that the suburbs in the same way that it helped like, um, AM radio, like also help YouTube because you, the, those sorts of environments, either being really rural or really suburban, you're physically separated from other people, um, specifically separated from them from like just doing normal stuff and like just seeing normal people living their normal, boring lives. And so what, which is just called society, right? Like that's, it's just, it's not community so much. It's just like, like experiencing the common. Yeah. It's just seeing people living their own lives, not connected to you at all. And that has, I think, a, a, a deeply calming effect that we don't normally um, think about, right? Because if you just see other people living their lives, then you're like, well, you know, that, that's, that's just what, that's what I'm doing. And that's what other people do. And like, there's not this like constant fear of they're out to get me sort of thing because everyone's just busy doing their own thing and you see that you have that constant reminder just by seeing people doing that but in the suburbs when you see people doing their own thing you see cars and you see cars cutting you off and stupid drivers and you just get angry at drivers because you're not seeing people you're seeing cars that are putting you in physical danger usually right is it also partly about like the suspicion if you do see a person not in a car they are automatically suspicious right like i'm imagining you know like the 55 year old white lady peeking out her curtains because you know there's that person is not milky white yeah you know and so then on top around yeah if you don't have a dog or a stroller yeah why are you walking in my neighborhood right you should be driving and you and if you're not driving then it's because you uh, don't have enough money and why don't you have enough money it's because you're an outcast or something like that you know or you're a failure or you're an immigrant right and, and so the, the the idea that i came to was that not only is all that happening and so it's setting you up for fear but also uh you're usually listening to something maybe iron weeds right but or you're listening to like ben shapiro right or yeah and, or you're like in your house alone because there's no street life because you've intentionally destroyed it because you have to make it a court like a sewer for cars not like kids playing in it and so uh you're just so society is replaced by these algorithmically uh selected for you pieces of media and a lot of this media tells you to be afraid which syncs up well with how the suburbs sort of position you against other people who are usually 
things to be mitigated and buffered against and protected from, you know? So, um, so that, that's, that's, that's basically the, the point is I, I, I think it's not just how algorithms like, uh, radicalize people, which there is some stuff that, that say, you know, like you start with like, well, you know, uh, what's NASA like? And then YouTube will start, uh, suggesting like flat earth and then, uh, and then like, before you know it, you're at Alex Jones just by all the re- different recommendations. Mm-hmm. So like, that's one thing, but I think it's also the fact that people aren't in like physical spaces that let them see other people just sort of living their lives. So, so is this, would you say that this is inherent to algorithm as like a technology or is it the way that algorithms have manifested vis-a-vis this phenomenon, vis-a-vis the suburb? Like if we had a different, so Manuel Castells talks, talks about networks of outrage and hope and how digital spaces can, and this is not algorithmic really, but it's about how digital spaces can complement urban spaces when people are trying to create revolution. It's a really great mm. book. But so for him, that's not, there's nothing inherent about digital spaces that make that happen. It's when they happen in conjunction with certain other effects. So I guess my question, David, is 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 this something that is bound to happen with an algorithm, this, this creation of like reactionary radicalism or is it happening in conjunction with the suburb in conjunction with other things right well like algorithms are just instructions right so that that doesn't seem inherent that they would skew right the problem is that one they're corp they're run by corporations right and so those corporations will allow you to advertise against whatever is they see as sort of mainstream and i i think you know right stuff corporations see as more mainstream than anything else or but really it's the fact that um people on the right will obsessively click these things and consume a lot of them yeah and do you so, think there's also like maybe an element of media savvy though because just continuing to click on content and then take it as truth i, I kind of feel like that's a, like maybe media literacy plays into that a little bit no maybe, not maybe, so much. maybe a little bit but i i think it's mostly a desire it's mostly driven by a desire for meaning and for and for uh some sort of society or community or you know i mostly meaning and and i think a lot of people who are alienated are who are searching for meaning find it in people who give these very pat uh simple explanations for why they are sad and lonely and angry uh, and that's why that and so from like Rush Limbaugh to Stefan Melanieu, like these are all like like they all provide that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I often wonder why there isn't a good like analog in terms of like a popular go to uh, on the left for people like Alex Jones or Rush Limbaugh or, you know, Stephen Crowder mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think like the few times that people like tried really hard to be that person, they became so obnoxious to most of the people that I know that are on the left that they like, aren't, you know, uh, liked at all. Yeah. Um, I like, think Natalie Wynn is really the only one that I like ContraPoints. Yeah. She's yeah. I, I really like ContraPoints a lot. Um, she's super good. I like, um, uh, America Johnson. I was about to say, um, yeah, yeah. a lot. Um, I think that his, uh, uh, like video uh, style of editing together, you know, the, like he does a lot with um, Legos and stuff. He, like he, he seems like he has an authentically uh, fun job. He, yeah. He's like a YouTuber that basically tries to talk about, you know, what he distilled from Kropotkin, like 
you know, with dolls on mm-hmm. his YouTube channel trying to, to be that answer to it. And it's almost like the 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 sort of like in your face kind of aggressive narrative building like the us versus them uh type of thing like i'm thinking you know like the dude did fahrenheit 9-11 michael moore yeah so like michael moore is a good example of somebody who just you know is like uh, we're good they're bad like they they have the bad morals we have the good morals blah blah, blah. and like that's pretty much just like a left rush limbaugh you know like yeah. in, in a lot of ways um but uh, th- but like nowhere near as popular as like alex jones you know like there's no i think yeah. figurehead for yeah i don't know noam chomsky well like if, if noam chomsky like started bawling and taking his shirt off <laughs> and like selling he, like he, supplements he, to make you a better anarchist <laughs> yeah like if if uh noam chomsky had even like an ounce of the charisma and passion that alex jones had um i think he would have been killed by now like yeah. i think i think he would have yeah. been fred hampton in his sleep um because like if, if if you have somebody like that's a living tome of like historical knowledge of social struggles and you know power predation uh on like for like the last 150 years and you are trying to like give that over to people and you're good at it and and you're good at it (laughs) but then but then you suddenly have to like morph into like this like rabid like oscillating like just pulsating with with uh emotion and 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 bodily fluids. No, let, me t- <laughs> let me tell you what what uh, the United Fruit Company did to South America. Let me tell you about. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> they're called the Banana Republic for a reason. <laughs> so to, it makes so me Dave, angry. Um, so so to get back to your essay real quick, what what kind of conclusions do you come to? What yeah. is? I don't expect you to have solved this problem in your brief real life column, but I do wonder like what. What are some of the big takeaways? Yeah, well, one thing is we have to realize that, like, algorithmic sorting can take the place of density in the city. So, uh, for example, you know, like, these are really touchy, uh, which is to say fuzzy numbers, and we and they're highly arguable. But, you know, uh, uh, out self-identified white supremacists and people who describe themselves as LGBTQ comprise about five percent of the population you know they're both each? yeah yeah each they're okay, bo- so they're, together they make up a tenth yes exactly okay. and um and of course like one is a decision to hate everybody that doesn't look like you and the other one is much more of an identity wanting to be who you want wanting to be, be who you who you were born <laughs> to be like like they're not compatible comparable in any other way except the their numerical yeah statistical uh, st- yeah representation representation right and uh for a long time cities have been a place where lgbtq people can finally meet and form a community right and usually it is cities are the only places where like a like a bar only serving lgbtq people can can happen Mm -hmm. because like you have enough of a customer base there right but uh if you have a widely dispersed five percent of the population that you know uh loves to talk about the shape of their skull and how that means that they're the perfect race right you know and they have a preference for physical isolation because of their political beliefs, the thing that makes them 5% of the population also makes them prefer to be alone and antisocial and live in the suburbs or in a rural place. Then the inter- then that's why the internet and, and YouTube and all these social media platforms are specifically good for right-wing organizing. Because, because they, sa- they have the same craving for belonging, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. even though they want to be physically antisocial, they, they do want to 
belong right. to a social group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not that something about right wing, like, like what we said earlier about, you know, like meaning creation and, and media literacy that plays a part in it. I think more to the point is that there's no other outlet for these people to come together be, specifically because they like to stay apart than the internet. Like that, that's, that's what does it. And mm-hmm. that, and that's why I think that they're, they're usually pretty popular on those platforms. So in terms of platforms, if you were to make an analogy between like the suburbs and like, you know, um, living in a project housing or something like is like Facebook, the suburbs and is like Twitter, the projects like, <laughs> like what w- w- I, I tend to think of. Yeah. I think, I think fa- Facebook is definitely suburban in a lot of different ways but i think the city is reddit i think the city is reddit yeah, yeah mm. because it's like i think it might be instagram too yeah, yeah. But, well well no because like with instagram it's it's centered around pro- intimate profiles and the thing that i think makes the inter- uh, makes reddit the city is that it's sort of anonymous like and there's, there's a little name up there for the poster. Like yeah. the OP always has like their name but it's right, like a micro- small font it, and right. like no one ever really pays attention to it and you also have like subgroups and then you have the big spaces where everybody is together, like the yeah. front page. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. This and, is a really good segue for me to. Yeah. I would just say that like each subreddit, Lewis Mumford would call them like purposive associations, which is really what a subreddit is, right? It is your decision. You are purposefully deciding to associate with other people based on one specific thing. Yeah. And that can go yeah. in any political direction. Like you were saying yeah. earlier, like you could have an LGBT like love uh, subreddit right. or you could have Which, the Donald. Yeah. There know? are lots yeah. of like, you know, both left and right wing subreddits. Speaking um, of the Donald. The Donald. It got so, quarantined. Yeah, what does that um, mean, this, Brittany? This is like two weeks ago or so. Um, so the Donald was quarantined, but that's like the, the Reddit's largest Donald Trump subreddit. Yeah, it's um, a, a, a self-described never-ending Trump rally. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. 700 and, at last check, 770,000 subscribers, I think, so it's pretty big. Wow, um, that's a lot of people to not be banned by that subreddit. Yeah, I'm sure that there are nearly as many people that are banned from it because they really do not like any anything that's even remotely critical of the God Emperor is is immediately banned and shut down. So... They were quarantined, which is a very interesting phenomenon on Reddit. And it's essentially, there are a few things that happen when a sub gets quarantined. The first thing is they do not appear on the front page of our all. So people who are not subscribed to the Donald will never see it, which is not the case with the vast majority of subreddits, right? Yeah. The only things that get quarantined are what have quote unquote objectionable content. And it doesn't matter how, like, if something on the Donald gets 30,000 upvotes, it will just never show up on the front page. Like, there's no yeah. amount of upvotes that will ever let it get yeah. on there. Yeah. As opposed to, like, any other, you know, subreddit. Like, if it doesn't matter if you're subscribed to, say, our videos. Um, so, if a, if a yeah. post from that subreddit gets really popular, you will see it on the front page of all. So it's like muting the channel. So it's like muting the channel, yeah, to anybody who doesn't already n- yeah. know and subscribe to it. Um, there's also no custom styling, so you can't use um, code to edit the the look of it in any significant way. So the Donald used to be highly stylized, uh-huh. and now it just looks like a generic subreddit. Another thing that happens is when you try to go to the subreddit, you get a disclaimer that says this page, you know, that this community uh, has objectionable content. Do you agree to see it? And you have to click yes. 
Another thing is that in order to interact with the subreddit, whether it's commenting or voting, you have to have an email verified account. Now, this is very important because the Donald has very often been accused of relying mostly on trolls to upvote posts. And in fact, ever since they were quarantined a couple of weeks ago, the number of average upvotes on posts has gone significantly down by like a few thousand on average. Mm -hmm. And I haven't run the numbers, but you can go and you can look at the top posts for the last, you know, year and then the top posts, top posts for the last month. And then the top, you can just really see like how much things have gone down. And then finally, you cannot advertise on a like Reddit will not show advertisements on a quarantine subreddit. And this, to my mind, is the most important thing about the way that Reddit operates vis-a-vis -vis this objectionable content, right? Is that they really only take action when they feel that it's gotten bad enough that their advertisers will not want to be associated with the community. So nothing has particularly changed about the behavior that's taking place on the Donald. This is behavior that's been happening for a very long time. But there was recently some pretty bad press about various uh calls to violence on the subreddit and that's when reddit finally took action and quarantined them and this happened at the same time that several other subreddits were banned so one of them being a big one being friend world which is very interesting um alt-right subreddit where they essentially use clowns and frogs as like mimetic devices to dog whistle it, though increasingly it was becoming more of just like a not a dog whistle like a shout across yeah. the street yeah um of like very anti-semitic uh like anti-black very just you know the average racist, racist yeah the average yeah. nazi bullshit that you would expect um and for a long time they felt like it was coded enough under all of these layers of meaning that they couldn't reddit couldn't really do anything about them because they weren't explicitly violating the terms of service mm. and then they started you know violating the terms of service and so they have also been banned along with lots of other subreddits related to the friend world culture friend world friend f-r-e-n world friend so they world. use a lot of baby talk like bop means to kill somebody so like you know if a big nose gets bopped that means essentially kill jews what yeah i know it's really interesting i, I like this is the kind of stuff that back when i was a grad student i would have just foamed at the mouth over now i you know, get mildly interested in it, but yeah, it's really, I, I, yeah. I don't want to like recommend that you check it out, but if you really have like a penchant for self flagellation and you just want to kind of feel bad for an afternoon, you can look up some of the, you don't have to like look at the subreddits. There are plenty of explainers online you can find, but yeah, I remember being horrified and confused with, um, the Donald, uh, for a while. I actually got banned because I was bringing up something about Milo during when he was advocating for um, having sex with children. Um, and like, it, it's a, it's a weird rabbit hole for, for people who have a lot of explicit anger and hatred toward the rest of society. Like I always, I think that there is something, you know, deeply sociopathic of, about, Nazi ideology that makes me so confused about how they can have even close friendships and like love for each other. Like there, it, it, I can't understand how people have as strong internal divisions between what they consider the self and the quote unquote other. Um, when the other is like 
most of the rest of the population of the planet. Yeah. Like I really don't understand how, how that can work. Yeah. Like the left equivalent of the, the alt left, let's call it that just to be fun. Just <laughs> have a like, good time. Yeah, let's okay. call it the alt left. Uh, okay. Who do they hate? They hate the rich, which is a very yeah. small percentage of the population. And, and even more so, it's not something that's um, truly connected to them in some, you know, irrefutable way. It's a, it's a it's a behavior that they are doing hoarding money and power right. it's not like you know the rich and their next eight generations it's like it's just you, the it's just them it's like they can stop and cops i guess but, yeah yeah you know. yeah but but even still you could just take off the badge you know yeah. get another job another that choice, doesn't yeah. involve yeah. you know literally oppressing people yeah so um, we don't want to genocide either cops or no, rich, I just it, yeah, like stop I, doing those two things. Exactly. Like I have a versus uh, if you are, you know, if you have a political ideology that makes you hate like 92% of the world's population, that's a, it, a very different motivation. Exactly. There's no way to 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 come off of that with a non-global war fervor when you really believe it. Like I have a thing in my Instagram profile that just says end all billionaires end all wars. Which is, you know, just sort of a political stance. So that's like a demand that I'm having on the, the species. But to end a billionaire is not necessarily to murder a billionaire. It's just take their money. Yeah. Stop yeah. having a billionaire exist. Like, yeah. I think that billionaires are existential threats to our species. I think yeah. that, you know, when you have somebody with six orders of magnitude, more power and money and capability than like their fellow human that lives on the same rock hurtling through the vacuum of space, like... That's a bad look for our long-term outlook. Like, I think that well, strategically, the, even if not on a moral basis, like we should do away with, with the rich, but that doesn't necessarily mean kill them. But like, like, that, the, that means like take their money. The right-wing counterpart to that does also believe that their enemy is a, is a distinct threat to the human race and a distinct threat to specifically the white race. So it is, it is a similarly existential threat to them from that like ideological perspective. Yeah. It's just that the core of what makes that an enemy requires that they be exterminated. It's not because it's not behavior based. It is so, like. So, so, yeah, like I've seen some differentiation in like the far right, super racist Nazi circles between quote unquote like white supremacists yeah. and like quote unquote white separatists. So, like, yeah, white nationalists. Not white nationalists or whatever. And like the thing that I can't get over is that they want to create a ethnically homogenous uh, society but they want to make it a, their ethnicity and they want to force everyone else out on land made up entirely of immigrants because the natives were almost entirely genocided yeah. and so it's like this is not a brown continent or a white continent it, it never will be a white continent and chill the fuck out you know, the fact that you guys haven't completely been effective at genociding like the other ethnicities in the world does not mean that your ethnicity, whatever the fuck that is, like your race is being genocided. Like there's no such thing as white genocide. And, so I once yeah. wrote an essay about that, about how there's no such thing as white genocide. And it got posted on 4chan. Yeah. And it was... It was bad. It was, it was, bad. was bad. It was a bad they, time. they found my wedding photos Whoa. and posted them. They Whoa. said all manner of... It's just not fun things about me, about da like they yeah, found pictures yeah, of David uh, yeah. from our wedding. Yeah, it was really fucking bad. It was really bad. Yeah. And for some reason, they called me a Jew because I have a hyphenated last name, which I didn't think was a thing. I didn't think that that was a Jewish thing. But Th there's um, also this really like touch and go relationship with Jews and Israel 
because on one hand they like, love israel they love israel because israel is an apartheid state and is doing a long-term genocidal program against the native inhabitants of the land which the state is is on and, and um, before the uh, uh, the word calling yourself a colony was a bad thing. They explicitly, Israel explicitly called itself a colony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. settler colonialism in, right. in the purest, yeah. most historically Obvious accurate sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. And the, the reason I say a slow genocide is that I haven't seen a plan that the Israeli state has put out that to have some term, some term, long, long term uh, vision of peace in that area that isn't just the extinction of the Palestinians. Like as far as I can tell, that seems to be the operating agenda of the state of Israel. And so you see people on the far, far right that fully embrace that implicit goal of the state. And at the same time, view the members of that state as not human because they're not white. Well, well they I, I want them that... to go to that state so that the end times can come and they all die. Well, so well, the, so we're talking about several Christians very want. very yeah, yeah. different political sects right okay. now. We're I, talking they're probably all the alt right is brain. not so so you have uh, conservatives, neoconservatives, and paleoconservatives, both of which are you know fairly well represented in the United States federal government and state governments, of course, um, and they support Israel for uh, political and military reasons only. You also have evangelicals who support Israel for a very apocalyptic like you know radically religious reasons like Book of wanting to wanting to bring back the messiah yeah, yeah. which uh, which cannot happen until israel is a fully jewish state um and we can talk about that maybe that's like it's a whole episode in and of itself yeah we got to do that i episode. did my undergraduate uh research on on israeli nationalism and the shift from a socialist like workers political vision to this right-wing like zionist yeah like kibbutzes seem lit they, they were, seem yeah. like a, a really so, great way and of so organizing. And then you have this you know. third political kind of sect that we're talking about that is not a fan of Israel, really couldn't give two shits about Israel. They just believe that Jews control this global agenda and are a threat to the white race. Whatever um, that is. And so they, so these Do they ever are the define Jews. what the white race is? I think that's all they do is yeah, try, to, is trying yeah. to define <laughs> the white race. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. So like they're, but, they're, but it's, they're, it's just they like actually do draw a line somewhere. Like, you know, it's just people of European descent. That's it. It's just people who are, you know, okay. of, of the yeah. right European descent. What obviously. about like, a lot of Scandinavians. What about like Russians, Eurasians? They're Slavs. They're no. Slavs. No, they're no. Slavs. No good. It's, no it's good. mostly like scan like Northern so Europeans. It's not like a strictly like, you know amount of pigment in the skin it's, it's that like, too yeah i mean the closer you get to like blonde haired blue eyed like porcelain skin the yeah. better but what about but really greeks? like greeks are incredibly dark skinned sometimes yeah, no greeks and... are swarthy they're no those are no good I, I, unless they're a statue in which case they're like, pure white yeah. and then they're good uh, because are, that's the western on, civilization you can't generalize idea. too much you okay. really can't because yeah, like, it's, it's all these fucking crazy nazi fucking psychos out there yeah. and they have like their own made-up rules of like their own tests well to they're also not as people's. coherent as that i mean imagine yeah. how like they are just as fragmented as the left is like they're not they they do not have the kind of they don't infight quite as much but i think that they all have very different notions of like what counts as white whether or not israel is a good thing or not like i do think there's maybe more variation within those political circles than than we often give the give them credit for or like the fact that you know, like the, you make whiteness whatever you want it to be, and they make up these past histories about who was white and what constituted the white race. Where like 
it, the first rise of the KKK, they probably would not have considered the Irish to be white. But now you look at or the like, Italians probably. Yeah, but no. But, well, I don't even know if today like that's that's quite right. But like now you would look at because they're Catholic. But now if you'd look at uh, uh, like Stormfront or something, they talk a lot about the Celtic, Scotch, Irish, Celtic imagery. And now all of a sudden that's been subsumed under definitely white. You know, well, right? th- this whole concept of like whiteness is really interesting, right? Because the left largely in the United States agrees that we live in a white supremacist society, that our, we have societal structures that are there to, you know, in- create and enforce a system of white supremacy. And the thing about that, that the question, the first question that, that, you know, really begs is like, okay, well, what the fuck is whiteness? And if whiteness is this like cultural contextually flexible thing where like, you know, the Irish for one decade aren't white and now they are. And like, you know, maybe very highly educated Asian Americans are now being seen more and more Japan as, is, as, is, as white. Japan or whatever. is semi-white yeah. among a lot of these. And so yeah. like whatever the fuck that is, it's like it, get, it basically shows the lie that it's not anything to do with genetics or well, like actual no, like thing. It, it's entirely a position of power and like yeah. put it onto an artificially constructed hierarchy. And yeah, so but it's there like, are things that very much ground it, like material elements of what counts as whiteness. And a mm-hmm. great deal of it is what they consider to be civilization. It is the great works. It is the great literary works. It is the, you know, great monuments. So like ancient Greeks might be considered white in a way that modern day Greeks who, according to like a extreme right wing narrative, just like mooch off the government and they're lazy and they're swarthy. And so, I mean, you do have different historical phenomena and uh, material phenomena currently that that do kind of to some extent that doesn't mean that it's any more real it just means that it's not the sort of free-floating symbolic identifier that means you know that is based solely on skin color which is actually what makes it much more complicated to understand yeah who is white according to these people um, but civilization is a big element of it and what what they consider to be good civilization and so like they don't see the incredible uh, feats of like the egyptians Certain, or the ancient they Chinese. were white though i mean ask anybody ask any alt writer what color they think the egyptians egyptians were even now in like popular media we paint them as white people what yeah a lot of people think that fucking what what movie were we watching last night david uh, uh bohemian rhapsody, rhapsody. Yeah. do you guys remember I mean, david were talking about this but when um what's his name the actor's name whatever the, the main actor's name um when he was cast, people were Malik, pissed. Something Mal, like yeah. When he was cast, people were like, why'd they pick a white guy to play Freddie Mercury? And he's actually Egyptian. He's not like, and he doesn't look particularly white either. But so, so I. Like the actor is, is Egyptian? The actor is Egyptian, yeah. Yeah, yeah Rami, um, Rami Malik is, is, I think, from Egypt or like his parent or like first generation. Huh. And uh, was Freddie Mercury Egyptian? No, he no. was uh, Indian. I think so. Huh. We just watched the fucking movie yeah, last night. I don't, I don't know why I can't remember, yeah. but anyway. Was it a good movie? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Nice. Yeah. It was interesting. So to do the vocals, they uh, mixed together actually Freddie Mercury's voice mm-hmm. and then 
the actors. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Rami Malek. And then and the then, and then some Canadian artist Mark something. Yeah, oh, who wow, does like a really like a, good. A yeah, he does like an excellent um, impression of Freddie Mercury. Nice. Because there are parts of the the movie right where it's not he's the, they're not singing it the exact way that it was on the albums. Like they're doing live performances. It sounds a little you know the the um, cadence is a little different. So anyway, it was really good. So back to the um, the whole thing with the Donald, um, and do you think that that's the right move? Do you think that like basically um, this idea of muting the channel or putting them into quarantine or whatever is like sort of threading the needle between you know straight up just being like no platforming any racism, like absolutely no uh, fucking uh, tolerance type thing on major it, platforms. It, so here's my unpopular opinion. Maybe I think that deplatforming is possibly doing more harm than good. Okay. Um, I think that it's bad to give racists a platform, but I think that taking them away from a platform on which they actually grew and became popular gives their supporters a sense of embattlement that is very dangerous. I think that like it, it could be a radicalizing. I think it event. could be a radicalizing event. I think that it already is it's a like radicalizing an, it, it, like event. The Ruby Ridge of the digital age. Sort of, yeah. And I, I worry, I, I think that the quarantine was a right move. I think that if they had banned the Donald just outright, now at least that they're quarantined, if they continue fucking around. Actually, I do want to talk about the, the, the two big things that I think led to them being quarantined. And then that'll lead into, I think, maybe my thoughts on yeah. actually deplatforming well, like, and banning and stuff. One of the most highly moderated subreddits like in the the um, the website's history, right? Because like they scrub anything that isn't just absolute MAGA worship like yeah it's not about a racism. lack of moderation it's about a lack of what reddit would consider moderation that it's, fits their terms of service yeah it's that the mods problem. themselves are nazis yes, and so, how, yeah, yeah. It, yeah so there were two big so so there have been calls to violence on the donald for ages i actually mm -hmm. tweeted out a, a while back a post that was talking about rounding up leftists for protests and then just murdering all yeah. of them yeah so there were two um, major posts that people tend to think is what led to their banning the first was <laughs> the dhs sec secretary was accused of leaking some scheduled ice raids and trump kind of threw a fit about it and it was a big thing on the donald but he was wearing in a photo of him taken a purple tie so the the this purple is the dhs head this is the yeah the D the secretary of the dhs okay um and so there is one of the interesting things about the Donald is that there are all of these different layers of meaning, right? And this is very common in the alt-right generally, but so there's a lot of like symbolism. So the, this notion of the purple revolution came from some of the WikiLeaks documents and it's supposedly like a, a Soros funded deep state operation to do deep state things. And so the DHS secretary was wearing this purple tie in a photograph and this one comment on his purple tie descends into calling for his death. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know, even naturally. know how. Yeah, I don't even know how else to explain well, that. Is, other than, isn't part of it that like uh, like the Clinton's concession speech they were wearing purple? Yep. Because and and the reason for that I'll also point out that Chris is wearing purple right now. I know, but um, part of the yeah the deep state. You're part coup. of the deep state. Yeah, but, and if you don't start sharing your your Soros bucks with us, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Real. The pod's over. Yeah. Wait, stop, stop you guys haven't out. gotten your checks? No. No. Like, yeah, just go, just go to Soros. I go to I go to all the Jewish meetings. Yeah, he does. You know, because I I can. He's like, you know, I'm part, and uh, and, and he, he like he just cold shoulder, shoulders. Even the me shekels have time. dried up. Yep. we're not even getting yeah. those anymore. I don't get anything. 
Anyway, I'll give you uh, guys a hookup. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Is they were wearing purple because I remember reading something where it's like it was a Protestants or something that like wear purple in mourning or something like that. There was like a don't the Jesuits wear purple or something? I don't know. I don't know. There was something that was like. Also religious. Probably less interesting than the alt-right purple revolution idea, (laughs) which is really the problem, isn't it? Doesn't doesn't all of the, doesn't all democratic politics fall down to that? So there was that. And then there was also um, this thread with tons and tons of calls for violence against, and this is interesting, Oregon police trying to bring back the uh, Republican senators, state senators in Oregon. Oh, yeah. We fled to avoid yeah, a week. vote on um, climate action. Yeah. yeah. Are they still on the lamb like Thelma and Louise? You know, oh, shit. I don't know. I haven't really kept up with it, to be honest. Yeah. No idea. But I but I do know that one of the threads that was cited as a problem for the Donald was this one that was saying kill cops. How weird is that? That yeah, that's very anti-Nazi ver- of very them. Very strange. Know? Like, yeah, very, yeah. very bad, bad look for for their brand. Which does show how hard it is for us to give them a coherent core ideological leaning, right? Yeah. And I think that that is is easily skipped over. I think that's a huge mistake that the left makes is thinking that these groups are monolithic in a way that they are not really yeah. monolithic. Well, in terms of like identity politics they're way better at it because they're all the same identity and so you know they can just really you know radicalize around that and be like oh you know in in a time where basically like i'm losing the uh, oppression olympics that i'm you know saying is like a very real thing it's like oh i'm the most oppressed it's actually conservative white men that hate uh, other races they're the most oppressed people in america so well, I, I also what... i also think the right does a much better job of connecting issues that seemingly don't connect Mm -hmm. right so like they understand why corporate personhood is also helpful for abortion uh uh, keeping abortion access available it's like you know those sorts of avenues of of funding and organization can do both do you mean outlawing abortion yeah sorry yeah yeah, outlawing abortion yeah 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 so this brings us to the notion of Free reign versus quarantining or muting or silencing mm-hmm. versus deplatforming, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think my concern with it, and it's it's far too complicated of an issue for I think anybody who tells you what the right thing to do is, in these cases yeah. is probably naive. Anybody who claims to know what the right thing to do and what the effects of any of this will be is uh, full of shit, full of shit. Yeah. or very. Pollyanna-ish, very naive, Mm. just thinks that there are simple solutions to these very complex problems. And my concern is that not as much quarantining. I think that quarantining does give them a little bit of a sense of being oppressed, but nowhere near to the extent that outright banning them does. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that once these entities, whether it's Alex Jones or Milo or... um, you know, any anybody else, the Donald, once they become popular on a platform, if they are forced to leave that platform, you are not going, their diehard fan base is not going to just say, well, they're not on Facebook anymore, so I guess I'm done with that. Like, they're going to follow them. Now, you may- Yeah, a certain may, amount of them, for sure. M- most of, yeah. I mean, the diehard ones are. The bots on the Donald probably aren't going to follow them to vote, but, yeah. you know, um, vote being the uh, right-wing Reddit, not not voting like- Oh, I didn't realize yeah. this was a V-O-A-T. It's a, it's a platform that was started sort of just, uh, I think it was around when Jail Bay got, bane, yeah. got banned, maybe. Yeah, just like yeah the they gab. moved over. Yeah. Um, like the Gab? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a Reddit clone. 
but yeah. but it is the equivalent but it's of just like unmoderated it's like reddit reddit is to vote as gab is or as twitter is to gab got like it got i mean and basically because vote doesn't make money they don't have a strict terms yeah. of service the way that reddit does but so as patreon is to patreon yes yeah. yeah so that's really i think that it was a good move to quarantine the donald for for one, I think that making it so that bots can't upvote things is really good because I, I think that seeing a post with 22,000 upvotes on the Donald gave them a sense of being a much bigger movement than they we really are. are. And yeah, yeah, right. So now that they're only getting five or 6,000 upvotes on posts, I think it kind of, um, it makes them, I don't know, I think it just doesn't make them feel quite as big. And I, and I do think that outright banning them, at least now that they're quarantined, if they continue to fuck up, Reddit has a better excuse for banning them outright than they do at this point in time. Mm. So since the, the embattlement narrative is so baked into all, pretty much all right-wing movements, evangelicals are, you know, have a, a long-standing embattlement narrative connected to them also, don't, aren't they just going to find something mm-hmm. to be embattled about? That's a, uh, that's a fair counterpoint. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and so, like, no matter what you do, uh, they'll they'll find it as a way to to include in their persecution narrative. Yeah, yeah I, I find it. So, so you should strange, just yeah. you, so you should just ban them because well, they're going to say something. Well, and about so that that's anyway. why I will say that that is a fair argument. But if it, that then leads you to the conclusion that no, just ban them, then I think that that's a little. I don't know. I think you're assuming a level of causality that we can't be certain of that's because yeah, who knows yeah. if that extra little bit of embattlement is enough to you know you know i just i think it's more complicated than we give it credit for being there might also be something to like keeping them in a place that you can monitor them i think that's very important because because it is important that you know like this is the uh the wee 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 antifa line don't watch out i'm I'm talking about antifa right (laughs) uh, uh, um you you have to fight nazis in the streets because of the paradox of tolerance right if you tolerate intolerance it will get rid of all of the aspects of your society that are tolerant right so if you tolerate too many things yeah. the intolerance will, uh, will will destroy the the, the underlying tolerant but, aspects and so you have to uh go uh fight them and, and, and because you can't give them a platform you can't make them feel comfortable out there but at the same time that does drive them into places that you can't now see what the hell they're doing, mm-hmm. which it has its own sorts of dangers. So it, th- I think there's also a, a point that I wanted to, you know, uh, put in there uh, in terms of like the Antifa line or, or, or otherwise as it relates to not tolerating intolerance. I think that, you know, personally speaking, I think that that's the right um, uh, attitude to have on a personal basis. Like I am not somebody who wants state censorship of nazis or wants even like gives too much of a shit about like twitter banning nazis like i'm i'm i've never found myself like strongly trying to get a corporate or private or public platform to enforce the ban hammer as much as i feel like it's my personal responsibility to confront nazis when they're organizing in my community like when when there's like in action like a white pride rally that's going on like in troy or albany i'm probably going to show up and be like fuck you fuck everything you stand for i hope you and your ideology just like leave the world in peace and never come back and that i feel like is very central to you know the like the 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 conversation about our society Mm -hmm. and that like saying hey government 
these people are intolerant to these other people and you should like lock them up for writing like these fucking hateful posts or books or whatever. I think that that's the step that I personally think is like too fucked up. I have no problem with Twitter or whatever banning them on their own. I have you know? absolutely no trust in the state to yeah. to shut down any kind of speech. Yeah. And, and you know, and you, yeah. do, do you have any trust in Twitter shutting down? And no. And or- that's another problem with deplatforming is I think that it uh, encourages us to put far too much trust in in corporate entities who are only working in their own interest ever there is no the the reddit admins didn't shut down the donald because they were just so sad about what they were posting and they weren't okay with these you know threats against Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. these people they they quarantine them because their advertisers will be pissed off if their ads show up on their page yeah and because you know the daily beast wrote something about you know these calls to violence and they don't Mm -hmm. want the bad press and so when it is and it already has been i mean full communism the subreddit full communism has been quarantined for a year or something and what just because of guillotine memes because uh i think the thing that no that was chapo that almost got banned for for saying that slave slave owners should have been killed uh i don't remember that's a controversial take yeah Uh, yeah, all right yeah no full communism they just you know they were constantly calling for guillotines and you know up against the bulk up against the bulkheads or up against the wall and um yeah there's there's certainly a lot of like nostalgic <laughs> post-revolutionary state repression of people's ideology that like the left likes to fantasize about yeah like, I, I think that should be addressed too like which is to say i think it's just a bad style choice like i think that there's, i think like, it's appropriate in some spaces yeah. and not appropriate in others Fair i think enough. it's fully appropriate in our full communism because it's a meme left as yeah. a meme subreddit it's a place to be funny it, and it's and, also like, like very historically uh it it happened (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. you know like all that stuff like yeah but so here's the thing is that's the exact same argument that people would make about friend world is that it's a fun funny place to talk about violence now and then when they talk about gas chambers or whatever there's literally a meme historical you know there's literally a meme of a pepe holding up a like dental gas mask like an anesthesia mask Uh up it up to a caricature of like an evil jew with like the huge nose and the and it's it, it it's it's totally fucked. But you know, if Reddit, if any social media entity mm-hmm. is gonna deplatform, they're gonna start with the Milos. They're gonna start with the Alex Joneses. They're gonna start with the Donald. Yeah, on the periphery, uh, completely beyond the pale. Like even people who are like the mainstream aligned uh, still repudiate them. Like all of those people go. Yeah, and then soon enough, it be- it becomes considered bigoted to say that we shouldn't have rich people in society. And so then, anybody who says we shouldn't have rich people in society is therefore a bigot and therefore banned. It's I I hate to make a slippery slope argument because I hate slippery slope arguments in general. Yeah. But in this case, I think it's really important to to consider that is mm-hmm. that if you know, we can make calls for Alex Jones or for the Donald to be banned or deplatformed. That may turn around and and bite you in the ass. Mm. And I feel that way also about state censor censorship. Yeah, is, I, I think it's it's like people's individual responsibility to you know make a big deal out of fucked up stupid shit on the internet and be like, this is like fucking unacceptable. So here's like, what how 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 we go about trying to self police. 
like as the people on the internet you know instead yeah. of like the authoritarian like corporation or you know the state or whatever i think we we still haven't found it yet so i, I don't claim to, this to be yeah. a solution but i do think that it is an important step there is a subreddit called top minds of reddit and they <laughs> they find these so a lot for a long time they were countering the narrative that friend world was just goofy clowns and frogs and like just silliness and people yeah, yeah. who didn't see the white supremacy and the Nazism yep. in it. And Top Minds was, God bless these these poor souls, would, you know, f- sieve through all of these posts on the Donald, on Conspiracy, mm-hmm. on Friend World, and they would find the nuggets where they actually reveal themselves, the, the moments when the veil slips off mm-hmm. and the Nazism Breaking shows K-fade, through. Yeah. yeah, and they would post them and they would say, okay, Anybody who can look at this post and think that these are just goofballs, you know, talking in baby talk about clowns, here it is. Here is where they say gas the Jews or, oh, the Donald is really just about, you know, like loving Donald Trump. Okay, here's where they call for the genocide of all black Americans. Here it is. And that, I think, is a much more effective and valuable use of time than trying to get something like the Donald quarantined. Yeah. It is is basically showing the when people show their ass, reminding everybody to be like, yeah, this is exactly what they're really about. And yeah, yeah. D- strip them of all innocence. Yeah. Do not let anybody keep them from being considered mainstream by any means in any way possible, yeah. because that is when I think it becomes particularly dangerous. There was this thing that that was going on with PewDiePie. That just like I couldn't really wrap my mind around it because like I'm too old and like I don't quite understand youth culture and like what's the deal with like Twitch streamers and like why PewDiePie is like adored by millions and millions and millions of, of young kids. But like, do you, are you guys familiar with PewDiePie? Yeah. 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 So he, you know, did a bunch of controversial quote, I'm using scare quotes here. It's just like some, some racist bullshit. Like he did this thing where he was paying uh, people in India, like on Fiverr to write on a scroll and then like unscroll it death to all Jews or some shit. And he's like, Oh my God, I can't believe they did it. And I can't believe I just put it on my channel. I'm like, Oh, isn't this all so taboo and, and racy and crazy. And then he, then people are like, yeah, some white supremacist bullshit. Like, it, you know, you're trying to like bring up for yucks, like the Holocaust of like millions of people or like, you know, the, the, like we all know what you're doing and it's gross. And then a billion fucking 14 year olds are like standing for this guy and yeah. being like, yeah, see, this is the problem. Cause like when he's just making a joke, y'all are like letting actual white supremacists like march in the streets and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I have no idea what people's true motives are here. Like, I really don't like, I'm, I'm, I have no idea how much this, this dude's just doing it for like clicks and he starts trying to be controversial for controversiality's sake. I have no idea how much of a crypto fascist he actually is. He's trying to create a new generation of Hitler youth. Like I have no idea what the true heart of hearts, like attitudes of all this stuff is, but I'm like, this is all fucked up and bullshit. I, and think, like, I think at some point it, it just becomes, well, is this person making the calculus that no matter how you know, like literally like a, the Christchurch shooter said, watch PewDiePie before he did that. Yeah. Right. And like, if you see that and you're like, I'm still going to do that just for the clicks. I'm not, I don't actually hate Jews or Muslims. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just do, but I want those clicks. Then you actually do hate them. Yeah. And you're at least you, you're you doing a hateful you, thing. You don't value their yeah. life enough to like worry about their very actual so, like life or death versus clicks. Right? I, I think so. it's much more insidious than that. And I'll tell you why. 
when part of my research when I was uh, doing research on like 4chan and, and the early, I, I was I was researching the alt right before it had a name. And I was researching like Pepe culture before Hillary Clinton's uh, Pepe meme, terrible thing when her campaign was running. But um, there is a, you can find them. They're very, they're not easy to find, but they're certainly, they exist and they've been compiled and there are threads on 4chan and on 8chan is really where a lot of it happens of outright explicit discussion of essentially psyops operations where you start the the first layer is irony and jokes and you start off by just kind of being very lighthearted and doing PewDiePie shit. Yeah, and when anybody's actually offended, you're just like, come on, grow up. It's just a joke. But the end goal of that, and they're very explicit about it. There's mm -hmm. no question. The end goal of that is a slow, steady indoctrination of young people, of edgelords, of Mm 14-year-olds. You bring them in through the memes and the humor, and then slowly you start to indoctrinate them into hardcore Right, white supremacist genocidal ideology. Yeah, and they have instruction manuals. I mean, I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna go into it in detail. If anybody is interested, you it's very easy to find online. Just you know, research like yeah. um, infiltration operations. They they did a whole fortune did a whole thing on Tumblr. So who's where they, who's doing it? Is it like these anonymous? Who knows? It's like, just these like people who have like a you know explicitly white supremacist agenda that they're trying to like enact into our culture. Yeah, well, and the thing is, like, because of the platform, the nature of the platform itself, there's yeah. absolutely no way to know who. It could be cops. It could be your neighbor. It could be it could be anybody. And there's there's no like I, signifiers or identifiers to understand like what type of it's probably cops, but FBI, yeah, FBI. Um, but so like it sounds like the skinhead movement and like the punk scene, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very yeah similar. absolutely. And so there are actually two sides to it. That's very interesting. There's the side that wants to spread uh, like Nazi propaganda and talking points. And, you know, like skewed statistics about like black on black crime and that kind of thing. And then there's an entirely different approach, which is infiltrating leftist circles to make ID- identity politics look as ridiculous as possible. And there was a really concentrated campaign that was essentially like 4chan um, infiltrating Tumblr and creating all of these really ridiculous ID poll Tumblr accounts. This is like COINTELPRO um, on Tumblr. Li- yeah, seriously. So uh, I don't really know where I was going with any of that. But like deplatforming is not going to change any of those things. Mm-hmm. Like, and that I think is actually where some of the, m- the most damage is being done. And there's n- not a whole lot that you can do to combat that other than just, just through education. Yeah. And- like how do we make it stand on its, on its face to everybody in our society that like being a Nazi isn't like edgy and like, like risky and like rebellious. It's just like, the most stupid, racist, hateful, self-centered. Well, that, uh, that's like, why I like calling like, people bootlickers. Yeah. Because, right? Because then it just instantly says, like, you're not punk. You you actually love authority and you love sucking up to it. Yeah. And that's that's actually who you are. It's not cool. It's not edgy. It's actually the most normy, like, nerdy, boring thing. Yeah, like when prison Paul's like, in today's day and age, conservatism is really the last real thing that's punk yeah or some yeah. shit you know yeah it's a, you're you're not you're not punk you're 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 like just doing the most boring thing possible it, by having this like this terrible morality that um it, it isn't edgy or cool it's it's actually quite boring and how uh terrible it is bad people doing bad things yeah Ugh. so should we do some wildflowers 
You know, I, I could really go for All right. Flowers. So wildflowers yeah. is this is our first wildflower segment. They they should become a regular thing. And it's just gonna be kind of a little lighthearted note to leave you with. Um something that's not too soul crushing, maybe a little little funny, maybe a little sweet. Okay, so I, I have a I have a problematic fave that I mean it's not like it's just like not very lefty. It's very consumerist, but I love it. And it's um product review YouTube product reviews of smartphones. All right. I watch them Go on. I watch them all the time. Uh is I it think, a specific I, uh, I really like uh The Verge and the, uh, the what, what The Verge does and uh, no matter who it is because they they rotate several different editors do it. And then um MKBHD who who does like these really slick reviews. And I don't know like I've never owned an Android phone in my life. Hmm. And I don't know if I ever will because I don't uh, because Google's way that they make money is to monitor you not necessarily to make the the best uh device so i i, I just i just don't sort of don't trust google on a really basic level that i don't know if i'll ever use their phone but like i just love the uh, this weird it's like art review or art criticism where they just like look at this consumer device and and pick apart all the different ways that it uh is bad and good in ways that almost no one cares about or like you know, like you might notice that the camera's a little bit better, but they're gonna like Explain compare exactly it. why. You're gonna compare it to like five other different cameras and and sourcing the the different cameras from like Samsung or LG and how that how like their competitiveness as like Apple competitive competing against Samsung is why they used a Sony something or other. You know, like, I, I I find all that stuff like sort of Game of Thrones interesting, and and it, and it, in that it's all these different really powerful organizations trying to one up each other mm-hmm. and it's so dumb and i hate that i love them but i always <laughs> watch them in the same way that i'll always watch every um apple uh keynote mm-hmm. thing uh because i basically see that as like a state of the union address it's like here's what all of you will have to deal with and for the next year yeah ever since i stopped using mac products largely um i i've like haven't watched a single keynote or any of those things. And I remember it being a big deal when they happened because yeah. like I was like, Oh, this is going to be like w- the new operating system that's going to be pushed to my device. Like this is going to be like my, you know, I never had an iPhone. I've always been an Android person. Uh, I do like to watch all those tech reviews. I love how fucking into it they get. Yeah. It's really, I think it might just be like watching someone experience joy on like a, of like a piece of, technology yeah, is like out. i know it's bad I, I know that they like they're just like sucking elon musk's dick which i'm not opposed to sucking dick it's just don't elon suck his, not, though don't <laughs> suck his, don't <laughs> suck his dick. yeah he, he just doesn't deserve i it. liked the gasp at the one thousand dollar monitor stand yeah at the last apple event yeah moments um, like that i just like it's like such a dumb controversy they, they, and I they, love it. they have this new like kind of top of the line monitor and the stand for it is a thousand dollars now, and I think here's what a lot of people don't really get about pe- people who like hate Apple products often, I think, don't understand who they're really catering to. And it's not so much, you know, people who are into it for the aesthetic. A lot of it is professionals who use Mac because like it is just better for their job. Like yeah. my folks are graphic designers. My dad's a photographer, photographer. They mm-hmm. do web design. Like it is just more they, they he gets truer colors on a Mac display like it's just they're better professional for their... ass computers exactly yeah. yeah and they're for a particular creative class and so in and i read like an explainer on it and i'm gonna do a shit job of explaining it because i don't remember it that well but there is a read like that stand 
is uh, engineered in such a way that it that it just makes sense for it to be a thousand dollars. And and I I just and I, it's not for the average person. Like you can buy a uh, a piece that will allow you to attach that monitor to a different stand. Mm-hmm. So it's not like in order to have that monitor, you must buy the one thousand dollar stand. It's not like a thousand dollar dongle that's required to make the thing exactly. Work. Yeah. yeah. It's just a very primo product made for a professional. Made for you people know. who are going to, like, for example, people who are going to be moving these monitors around an office space. And yeah. so, like, you're moving it around a lot, so you don't want to fuss around with too much equipment. You want to just be able to pop it here and then carry it across the studio into the conference room, pop it here. Is it, like, and... articulating like our mic stands are right now? Like, know, does it actually. do anything think... fancy? No, it adjusts and yeah. stuff. But okay. I, I, I think I just... what. I, and, it, and that's also like so Trumpian, right? It's just like a thousand dollar stand. It's the best stand, though, <laughs> right? Like yeah. you, you, there's no stand better than this one. It's so it's so perfect. Everyone loves it. You yeah. know, and and that brashness is it's it's capitalist and gross, but it also just like watching someone like spike the football like that is also entertaining to me. I don't know. Uh, I and, and sometimes it is. It's also just like them showing you something really admittedly like you should have had this on day one sort of feature yeah but they roll it out and they roll it out eventually and but then they like show it off and they're like we finally did it we cracked the code of how to drag something and then and then like there's like applause in the audience and it's like so it's so dumb but i love it (laughs) there's certain things about the uh, apple tech that just drives me nuts though like one of the reasons that i I went away from it is one i was extremely cheap and poor at the time uh that i stopped buying uh uh, i used to like work summer jobs save up money and like buy like an emac that was like my thing and then i'd make music on it and videos and all that type of shit and it was at that time way better than the pcs at those kinds of things it was like a night and day um, whereas like nowadays, like the difference isn't that stark in my experience. Like, I think you're right that like, it's much, much better for doing like the professional digital media stuff. I think the whole suite, uh, that they have is like really, really good. Like final cut pro is like probably the best video processing software, like in the world. Um, and, uh, logic is also really, really good, but I use like Ableton and that's on a PC and like, I can get really good results. But yeah. I don't know. The, the thing that drives me the most mad, though, you can't save an MP3 file from Safari or Chrome onto your iPhone. It's like this thing that they, like, just disabled. Like, if you go to a thing and you can, like, hold down the button and, like, do save yeah. as, yeah, they just they, make it so you can't do that. Right. And it's like, they, well, they want everything to be a service, right? They want you yeah. to, They don't want... Doing stuff like that is what's going to make it possible to do kind of piratey stuff instead of, like, set, set up... For, uh, sign up for a subscription, and it, within each of these siloed apps, you get whatever thing you were going to download from a website. Don't download things from websites... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, connect to uh, server side versions of and things. And that drives well, me so You can do so that easily nuts, enough though. on a Mac, though. Like just not yeah. being able to do it on an iPhone. Yeah, be, that's yeah. the thing. It's like I never strange, owned yeah. an iPhone because it, it, it's little things like that. And then, yeah. like, you know, like they're, oh, we're going to make like really great uh, video uh, 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 processing software. We're not going to make it cross compatible with any other service. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. well, in so, the- I, I, <laughs> so as like an, I'm not like an Apple fangirl by any means, but all of my devices are apple and part of the reason that i like that is the walled garden because i can't fuck with too much stuff okay like for android and for windows i get like overwhelmed by all of the 
ways that I could potentially do something I don't understand. And yeah. like Mac really limits the number of things that you like. There are certain files that it just doesn't easily allow you to access because your dumb fuck ass might <laughs> accidentally delete them. And I am that that dumb yeah. motherfucker who oh, might yeah, accidentally too. delete. Me, yeah, how to deal with that? You know, yeah, yeah, d- delete your Windows registry or something like that. Yeah, I, I the thing that one, this is one of the other things that I just like love it as a media object is that the the tech press will um, totally. Uh, unproblematically eat some product trajectory and then base their reviews on whether or not the company is achieving that implied direction. So for example, like every time an iPad comes out, there's a review that's like, can the iPad replace my my computer yet? Can it replace my (laughs) computer yet? And clearly- What's the strategy? What's the score? Yeah, yeah. And, And it's so obvious that these companies are trying to silo you into these very specific apps that don't let you control less and less because it turns the computer into more of a consumption device Uh. than a production device, right? Mm -hmm. And creating these very strict differences between whether or not, you know, you can like just go on some website and download a torrent versus like, that's just impossible to do on an iPad. Right. And so you know that they're pushing this direction and so every time there's a product review that's like, is it going to happen yet? Is it happening yet? As if that's a good thing. And mm-hmm. they almost never interrogate like whether or not it, this is like a good direction to go at all. And so I think watching that happen. Is- another way that like and they, a lot of people will tell you that like Apple is just doing every shitty thing that Apple does that people hate is what everyone will be doing in five years. Yeah. Um, and so like I think the removing the headphone jack is a really good example of that. And people were up in arms when Apple took the headphone jack off the iPhone. But when they did it, my first thought was, oh, cool. Another like one less hole that I'll get lint in. Or like loose tobacco and like it's just nice like now i don't have this like deep hole in my iphone yeah. that will collect shit instead i just have the small lightning port that it, it's does not collect shit very easily because it's pretty shallow and you know so i just think i like i i can understand like the value in that diversity and i can understand like people who hate apple and think that it's just like overpriced blingy tech but i think that a lot of those folks don't understand that like for me, I would rather pay that much more for a phone so that anything that happens on that phone also happens on my iPad, also happens on my laptop at the exact same time. And it's it, it that's like out of the box. It does that. And yeah. I don't have to fuck with it. Yeah, I think I think you guys' embrace of Apple is the same as my embrace of Google. It's like reluctant and at the same time, like very thankful but also very skeptical of like how the, the you know, like I see Google with no blinders on. Like I understand right. the inhuman they're, nature. They're, they're doing a lot of evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their whole. I mean, like it's. A, I think my first guess was when they they said their motto is "Do no evil." I was like, oh yeah, they're, <laughs> they're definitely that's much that, evil right there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that I, I well. am not a crook. I am not a crook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, believe uh, me. Believe uh, I, me. I, I also it was um there is one of their big failed product categories. Max, uh, uh, the Mac Pro that looked like a trash can. It was like a there's like a black cylinder. Oh yeah, yeah, the little the little micro tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they when they release that, they Apple does this like super fascist thing where they also produce like these vi- these like it's not a commercial and it's not like a, a video about just like showing the technical features. It's propaganda <laughs> for the device, right? <laughs> well, is this and, the woman with like uh, the Soviet era like swinging the yeah, hammer? Right. And, like, yeah, right. Yeah, well, that, no, that, that, <laughs> even that is more of a commercial than these things, which are just like it's like Johnny Ive 
talking over like a slow motion like the device like the whatever they're trying to sell you is like floating in air in slow motion while johnny ive is saying like the most perfect camphored edges and but oh, when the- you said johnny ive i yeah. was like Johnny Five, like the robot in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Five, Five is alive. alive. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, and, and but the, I remember this moment where they're like showing the the um, uh, how they actually make the thing, and there's something that is sandblasted or or there, there's some sort of mechanical process that requires, and this is the important part, this like blast of something onto the device, and it is so obviously a money shot. It's just like yeah. so it's. They want to get you hard. Yeah, it is. It, or it, is, it, is, ejacul- it is this robot? Eja- it's a robot ejaculating on a computer, and 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 there's a crescendo sound, and there's like a, a cymbal riff. Yeah, and it's just like. And, and, yeah, and, and and it's just like all these people like just aroused in this giant auditorium, looking at this new computer that's so dark and powerful. And it's strong, and it and it will do all the things for you. And right. it's, I just love it so Stop, much. You're driving me crazy. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's so <laughs> this is the way a lot of the the gaming PC stuff has gone. It's like, oh god, it's yeah. Like yeah, full like. It, it's basically like if a the aliens from Alien had sex with like the evil like uh, Transformers from the Transformers cartoon. It's like something like that. It's got like these horns and glowing and dark and like weird like shells that are like standoffed from it so it looks like scales I mean and just shit. soon someone's just gonna come on stage and like you're gonna want to fuck this computer. So, okay, so what about like this these porn games? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? You probably VR? have to like n- no not VR like mobile games where it's mobile like the, the like try not to come like animated oh, oh, yeah, yeah. like mobile I, 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 i've games. seen i've seen set of advertisements yeah yeah, yeah. yeah if anybody's been on pornhub has seen these advertisements <laughs> like they're yeah. everywhere um but it's on your phone it's on your phone and it's not even like but it has like to be in a browser animated. right because no, apple isn't gonna let it's you it's on android it's not okay. on, it's not oh, on okay. iphone yeah, it's, there we go. It's, it's on android now we know why chris never had an iphone <laughs> 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 um and then also just like I, I used to play um, Ebony, if anybody remembers Ebony. I played that a lot in college in like 2008, 2009. It was just like one of those standard like browser games where you build like villages and then towns and you go to war with people, yeah, and, like yeah, you yeah. harvest shit, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like the Age advertising for it was all like big titty, yeah, yeah, like yeah, medieval yeah. princesses. And and so like you see it in a browser ad and you're like, ooh, big titty to like princesses. Let's check this out. And it's literally there's nothing sexy about it. You just are like building castles and fucking, you know, going to war with your neighbors. But, but you have giant tits. But no, like, there's not even tits <laughs> oh, in it. Okay, there's right. not even tits in it. And so I'm seeing something similar. I play this um, RPG, this really like kind of goofy ass RPG called Eternium. And you watch ads for crystals and I or rubies or gems or whatever like real ones it, you watch like um most of them are mobile game ads oh like, that's wow, the vast okay. majority uh, of the uh, ads I see, I see. and i'm seeing like, the same and the ads fi- give you in-game currency that are yes. jewels oh, or crystals. right no they don't actually send me rubies which oh, okay. is too bad but um <laughs> then you get to buy stuff with the gems whatever yeah, yeah i get but it. so oh so many of these mobile games that they're advertising are just like big titty ladies but then you go into the actual game, it's just a game and it's just a game like there's no boobies anywhere well sex sells you know like yeah. if you were to look at like a whole bunch of fighting games that came out during like even for like you know pla- uh, consoles 
Like, you know, right. that, that were, yeah. you know, so well, many of them just imagine just like, like Laura, like the first Laura Croft game, right? Or but I get just, that because when yeah, you play yeah. the game, she has tits. Right. I yeah. get that. Yeah, but there's yeah, no yeah, tits yeah. in this game. Like, there's, there's no tits, no tits in this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, it's the false only advertising. Time you will it's see false tits is in the ad for it. And then no more. And that's just so, I realize that we've kind of like taken a, a weird left turn here, but that, that's, maybe that's my problematic well, fave. He, he, is this like, big tittied slots game <laughs> advertisement. It's <laughs> just like. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I think, I think about the, uh, the ad agency. So they're like, all right, so what's your game like? How, how do you want to have me uh, do this uh, ad, this banner ad that I'm going to do for you? They're like, well, you know, it's an economy based game. You got to collect resources. And there's like, no, no, fuck that. We're going to get you. Some big titted princesses, <laughs> and you're gonna get so many clickthroughs. And they're like, ah, I mean, we want to attract people who are gonna like the game. It's like, no, tr- trust, trust me. me. <laughs> this sounds like a I think you should leave sketch, or like a, like a Mr. Show sketch, or just like like really long explanation of things, and just everything is a different skinned bimbofied elf. The bimbofication <laughs> is yeah. in in the marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I think that sounds pretty good. What yeah, do you guys think? Let's leave it on Bimbified Elves. Yeah. All right. All right. Catch you more, later. More big titties in the actual mobile games. Yeah. Please. That's. A, let's yeah. be very clear. That's the that's, problem. That is our official. <laughs> that is, is that official no... Ironweed stance. Yeah. Is that if you're gonna advertise big titties to me, I want to see them in the slots. The slot machine itself needs to be like cherry booby, like 100. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye, bye. Peace.